I'm Lake Miller. And I'm Hannah Brown. Welcome to Gem City Diversity, a podcast where we talk about diversity and inclusion in the Dayton area. We're from the National Conference for Community and Justice of Greater Dayton, or NCCJ. NCCJ works in the Miami Valley to increase understanding around the topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion. In this episode, I got the chance to talk with Danny Thomas about HIV. We discussed the stigma surrounding it and how it impacts individuals and communities, as well as the intersection between race and healthcare. Enjoy! All right. Well, welcome today. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. I'm wondering if first you can start by introducing yourself, your pronouns, and where you were coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Danny Thomas. Um, my pronouns are he, him, his. And I am the prevention specialist for Equitas Health right here in Dayton. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us. So we're going to have a conversation mainly about HIV today. So I'm wondering first if you can just tell us, what is HIV? Um, so HIV stands for Human Immunodeficiency Virus. And um, human is the key word. A lot of humans, it's found in humans, not found in animals. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's a virus that attacks your immune system. Um, but it's a treatable virus and a preventable. It, it can be preventive as well, so. Oh, cool, thanks. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of stigma that surrounds HIV. And I mean, we hear about it, we see it in the media, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. How does the stigma impact an individual's willingness to seek help or get tested? Um, stigma impact has a huge impact on someone's willingness. Um, you know, there's a shame, there's there's this like whole shame that comes along with, you know, even just getting tested sometimes um, just because of misinformation and lack of education that happens. So part of my job as a prevention specialist is to break those stigmas and let people know that it's not embarrassing to get tested. It's actually a good thing. Yeah, it's not a it's not a shameful thing. It's about taking care of yourself. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's it's like just going to the doctor. You have to take care of yourself to prevent all sorts of things happening to you. So, yeah, well, it's a big job. <laughs> it, it is a big job, but um, it's a job that I love, so. Good. Um, so you talked a little bit about how you, part of your job is kind of decreasing that stigma. Um, what are ways that we can start to eliminate the stigma that's on HIV? Um, education is key. Um, you know, making sure that the information that you have is correct and making sure that you're truly understanding what you're talking about because like I said a lot of the big stigma a lot of the stigma comes from um, not knowing the facts Um, so doing a simple google search sometimes can (laughs) get you all the facts you need to know about um, something and also talking to your healthcare providers um, being open about that I think that's a big thing that I build stigma is being afraid to talk to your healthcare providers about sex and your sexual health and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to do. Google in our day and age, Google is a powerful tool. Very. And you can learn a lot of good stuff. You can learn some not great stuff, but you can learn a lot of really good stuff on Google and figuring that out is so important. Absolutely. Um, there's also several websites, uh, ohiv.org um, is like, 
the encyclopedia for HIV. Everything you need to know, you can learn on that website. Oh, cool. Yeah, so many so many tools at our disposal to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering where some of the myths and stigmas kind of come from surrounding HIV. Where do they kind of start? Um, so if you think back to um, the 80s, you know, you had nurses who thought you could just get it from being in the same room with people. And I think, you know, when it hit the United States, it hit real hard. And um, people didn't know how it affected you, how you got it. And I think a lot of that misinformation still carried over from that. And people still don't know that, you know, it's a sexually transmitted disease or you can get it through um, drug, like drug use. Um, but it's not something that's an airborne thing. It doesn't just affect gay people. So there's a lot of, of misinformation that just carried on from when it first started coming around in the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, definitely lots of misinformation. And like I said, you see it in the media. I mean, movies, TV shows just continue to perpetuate things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of times when you watch uh, movies that deal with HIV and AIDS, it's never, it's always traumatic. I feel like it's always super traumatic. There are those few that, you know, showed in a positive light and showed, you know, that you can still live a happy and healthy life um, if you contract HIV. But a lot of times in the media, it's it's true, it's pretty tragic and sometimes it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And all of those, yeah, all of those portrayals are almost always about gay men who have HIV when that is not the case. Yeah. Uh, HIV affects everyone. <laughs> it's not just a, a virus that uh, affects gay men. There are certain groups that are at higher risks than others, but if you are a sexually active human being, you are at risk for HIV. Yeah. And yeah, people don't know that. It's not part of the regular, when you learn about STDs, it's not one of those regular ones you learn about. So yeah, it's important. It's important to know what is the misinformation that's being spread about it. Exactly. And I want to clarify when I say, if you're sexually active, you're at risk. I'm not... I want to make sure I clarify when I say that, that <clears throat> you're you're at risk, but there are prevention factors to help with that risk. So it'll, it puts you at lower risk. And sometimes, you know, um, it seems like there's virtually no risk if you're, your partners are low or things like that. So I just want to make sure I clarify. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, what are an individual's options for getting tested? Um, so we have actually several options. Um, you can make an appointment to come in and get tested. We have a free um, walk-in rabbit testing at the Dayton Center um, every Thursday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, and then if you see us at a community event, we're most likely offering testing. Um, so, yeah, or it's simple as telling your healthcare provider I want to be tested as well. Yeah. It seems like it could be something that you can do as many times as you need to throughout the year. Is there a t- is there a certain number of times you should get tested? Yeah, so um, there's like a um, window with testing. So um, HIV has a three-month window. So 
if you uh, you need to be tested three like every three months if you're sexually active with I say with multiple partners. Um, if you're in a monogamous relationship, I always still recommend getting tested maybe once a year just to you know keep up with it. Yeah, that's important to do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned this. Um, but just to clarify for listeners and for everyone to know, who should get tested? Everyone. Uh, <laughs> everyone who is sexually active um, should be getting tested. And like I said, your partners and things like that, that determines how often you should be getting tested. But I think everyone should be getting tested at least once a year. Yeah. It's, um, it's a big thing. And, you know, we talk about these high-risk high-risk groups um and you know a lot of people ask themselves do i follow my high-risk group well when you get tested you will find out if you follow those high-risk groups because um, the person testing you your healthcare provider should be providing you with that information yeah that's important to do and to know to know how many times you need to get tested a year to know yeah it's important to know where in your life you are high risk exactly yes Um, my, my position in particular, um, is, uh, called Brothers Immunity. Um, so I focus on MSM of color, men who sleep with men of color. And that's, uh, that's what my main focus is because, um, MSM of color has a growing, um, growing cases of HIV, especially right here in Dayton. So... Um, that's my that's my specific target. About seventy five percent of that, seventy five percent of the testing I do will be for um, MSM of color because they're a high risk group. Yeah. Why specifically in Dayton do you think that they are a high risk? Is it access to healthcare or what is it? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like I always say, it boils down to racism <laughs> um, because um, mistrust in um, healthcare providers. Um, with people of color because of misinformation and, you know, uh, also, you know, lack of health care and lack of access to access to um, uh, health providers. So it's a number of things, but it all boils down to racism. Yeah. And the, the intersections between race and racism and health care is, I mean, you see it everywhere. Oh, it's it's constant it's it's really bad and um, i think that's a big thing with why you know msm of color are in high high risk groups you know on one hand you have um you know people of color in general have a mistrust of uh healthcare providers just because of like i said that that mistrust of information use of information that lack of giving them the correct type of care that they need um, as a big thing. So in return, you know, people aren't going and getting tested. They're not going to the doctor. They're trying to cure themselves on their own. And that's not what should be happening. Yeah, absolutely. Healthcare and doctors should be should be there to help the people in their communities. And that's really all it comes down to is they should be there to help whoever it is who needs their help in their communities. And that's not happening. Exactly. Um, If you're my healthcare provider, I have to trust you um, because I'm going to tell you personal things and there's going to be stuff that we talk about that, um, you know, 
only I can tell you because you know you're my doctor. But if I don't trust you and I don't think you have my best interest in mind, I'm gonna not talk about that stuff. And then you know things go untreated and things like that. So um, that's why I think you know being in this position specifically is super important because I'm I'm building that trust and I'm getting people to at least come in and you know get tested and um, you know we have other services that we provide mine is solely focused on hiv testing but we have all kinds of services we provide at equitas oh cool what are some of those services that equitas provides um so we are like a full service healthcare provider so we um do gender affirming care we have dental um we act as a um, gynecologist um we have mental health services um, we have housing case case managers to help you find linkages to link, linkage to housing and things like that. So a lot of different services that we can provide for people. We started out as just back when we were the AIDS Resource Center. We started out as a, a company that solely focused and specialized in HIV and AIDS. And now we've grown into this full service um, service provider. Wow, that's an amazing it's an amazing mission and it's an amazing resource to have. Yeah. And in our community. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we have so many different resources. If you are, if you don't have insurance or you're underinsured with your health care, you know, we have a, um, a sliding scale so we can kind of see what we can do to help you still be able to get services. We, we try not to turn anyone away because, you know, that's the big thing. We need people to have access to stuff. And that's what we're here. We're servicing, we're servicing those who, we mainly servicing those who don't have that access to care. Yeah. Wow. That's really amazing. Good job. Um, so this is just something that came up in my head that I wanted to ask about, kind of back to the stigma on HIV. Does that stigma exist within healthcare providers, within doctors? Are there any stories about that? Um, absolutely. Um, there are still providers who aren't as well versed in HIV and AIDS as they should be. Um, Actually, um, I there was a nurse I was I was talking to. We were in a group conversation, and they were talking about U equals U, which is undetectable means untransmittable. And her being a nurse, she was basically saying, "Well, I've been a nurse for this amount of years, and you know, it's a virus in your body. It's still transmittable, no matter if they're telling you it's undetectable." And I'm like, "I'm gonna step in here actually and tell you that that's not right. That." Per the CDC, if you are undetectable, you that means your viral load is so low that it can't be detected, and it means you can't transmit the virus. I was like, it's just there's no still small risk or anything like that. No, it's if you are undetectable, you can't transmit it. And her as a nurse, and she goes, I I truly did not know that. And I'm like, here's the link. <laughs> <laughs> like if you like to see it for yourself, yeah. Um, but that was a perfect example of. There are still healthcare providers who don't know. Now I'll say Equitas. Obviously, everyone is really well versed and they know, you know, mm-hmm. all about HIV and AIDS. But I can't speak for other um, healthcare agencies. You know, uh, I do know that there still continues to be a mistrust and a lot of misinformation around um, HIV and AIDS when it comes to patients and healthcare providers. So I can only assume that they're still carrying some of that stigma with them. Yeah. And yeah, your healthcare provider should be 
like we said, like you should be able to trust them and them not have some type of stigma or misinformation about what what you may have or like what your life is. They shouldn't have any kind of like negative feelings about that. Absolutely. Um, The moment I, I, this is how I judge if I'm going to talk to, if I'm going to be good with healthcare provider. The moment I walk in, I am completely honest. I am a sexually active gay man. Those are the three things that start with like, and so just know that we're going to talk about a lot of different things when I come and see you. Are you good with that? Yeah. And, you know, based on the reaction and how they respond is how we continue and move forward. Yeah. And that's important to be able to do. Yeah. So kind of close to the end, but one of the last things I want to know, and you kind of talked about this when you were talking about with the nurse, how you kind of gave her this information that she hadn't had. Are there any other myths that still kind of exist about HIV that you want to dispel? Um, let's see. Um, the, you know, you equals you. I want to definitely make sure that people truly do understand that, you know, if you are, and if you contract HIV and you are, um, and you get on a good health regimen, you can live a long and happy and healthy life. You can have children. You can have a healthy relationship because... Again, if you are undetectable, your viral load is so low that you can't transmit the virus. Um, another myth is that I want to dis- diminish is that HIV is a death sentence. <laughs> um, it's not. You can live a long, healthy life, like I just said, as long as you're you know taking care of yourself and taking your t- taking your meds. Um, and then the last one, I always say this: HIV is not only exclusive to the LGBT community. <laughs> um, it, you know, it doesn't discriminate. It can get anyone. So you, you can, anyone can contract it. So those are my myths that I like to make sure I break down. Yeah, those are definitely the ones that we see portrayed the most mm-hmm. often, whether that's just people talking about it or through the media. Those are the ones I see the most often, at least, is that it's a death sentence and that it only affects gay men, and that's not true. No, it's not true. It's not true at all. Um, You know, I I know people who aren't a part of the LGBTQ community who are HIV positive, um, and they'll they'll tell you, like, don't... I mean, especially when it comes to... If you think about uh, injection drug users, I mean, that's another way of transmitting and not only gay people are not only the LGBT not only LGBT people are IV drug users. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much. I'm wondering, lastly, what kind of comes next? What can we, as a community, as individuals, do to help kind of decrease the stigma on HIV and to be our own kind of authentic like healthy selves and getting tested or anything like that yeah so what i highly recommend is like i said it starts with education um and there's so many different resources out there um you can go to equitashealth.com um we have a ton of resources and a lot of um a lot of literature on there that you can read on hiv and aids um again 
ohiv.org is another amazing website um, that you can get a lot of information and resources on. Um, and again, talk to your healthcare providers. Um, they should be knowing these things and they should be they should be telling you the correct information about your health. They should be comfortable talking to you about HIV and AIDS without judgment or without any type of stigma. Is HIV testing something you can do just when you go to the doctor to get maybe a regular STD kind of test? Um, so I can only speak for Equitas. Um, so yes, um, you know, if you when you come to Equitas, you can when you schedule, you can always make sure you to tell them I want to be tested because um, it's quick. Um, you can have your results in as fast as 60 seconds. And the longest that you'll wait for results is 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's super quick. You, it, you know, you don't have to wait um, for three days for us to give you a call with the results. You get them before you leave the room. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You don't have to cancel your whole day. You just go and take care of yourself. Yeah. And there you go. It, it does not take long at all. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Danny, for coming in and for talking about this. This is an important topic that everyone really needs to know about. It's important for everyone. So thank you. Not a problem. Thank you for giving me a platform to do so. Um, I have always been passionate about um, outreach and education when it comes to HIV and AIDS. So I'm just happy that I'm actually living it and doing it now. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.